What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to hear you out, listen to your questions, pray with them, and then hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful to you and your walk toward eternity. The reality is this, your life, my life, our lives are very messy. And there's not always going to be that easy, fill-in-the-blank Catholic answer to each and every single situation that we encounter in our life. And so the purpose of this podcast is for me to, to accompany you, to accompany you in the messiness of our lives to Jesus so that Jesus can give us his truth that will set us free to become saints in our walk toward him. The way the show works is this. You send me three to five questions per episode, and those questions can range from everything to apologetics, to evangelization, catechesis, prayer, spirituality, relationships, justice, charity, whatever. Uh, And I will try to answer those questions in a way that is good for you. I have to let you know, though, I'm not perfect. I'm broken. I'm imperfect. And I'm definitely not infallible. So, There may be times that I answer your questions and it's not good. It's not that which is best for you. If that is the case, I apologize sincerely. I repent and uh, and you are free to reject. You are free to reject it. However, if the advice that I do share with you, which comes from prayer and study, uh, if it is helpful for you and it helps you to grow in holiness in your relationship with Jesus, then please, even if it's difficult, I want to invite you to lean in and let it stretch you so that you can, can grow in your capacity to, to be the best version of yourself, the holiest version of yourself that you were created to be. If you're a first-time listener, shoot me an email with your feedback on today's episode and with new questions for future episodes. You can also comment and critique on anything and everything that I've said in the show. My email is askfatherjosh at ascensionpress.com. That's askfrjosh at ascensionpress.com. You can also... Get this, rate us and review us on iTunes. This helps other people discover the show. If the show is helpful for you, then potentially it could be helpful for them in their walk toward Jesus. And whenever you get to heaven, if you get to heaven, then they might get to heaven too. And they can say, hey, I got here because you rated the show and you reviewed the show. So hook them up and rate and review the show and uh, it's going to be good. Today's topics for today's show are... They're, they're all very different from each other, actually, every single one of them. So uh, one, one of the topics is about uh, a person who struggles with lustful thoughts and giving into lustful temptations, and they want to have some practical advice on how they can fight against those, those struggles. Another person wants to grow in their relationship with God and the sacred scriptures, the Bible, the Word of God, and so they want to know how to approach best this gift that our Savior gave to us. Another person has a question about lying and is it ever okay to tell a lie? And finally, someone hit me up with a question about how are we supposed to respond whenever Jehovah's Witnesses come knocking at my door? Somebody's knocking at your door. Hey, hey, somebody's knocking at your door. Hey, get it now. Somebody's knocking. Somebody's knocking. Hey, somebody's knocking at your door. Jehovah's Witness. Hashtag shout out to them. Uh, Yeah. Great, great show. Great questions. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Before we get jumping into today's topics, let's uh, let's talk about the glory story. So I have a few things to share for the glory story today. First, y'all, I, I just want to tell you, I was laughing so much today. I laughed so much because I get in my head sometimes and I remember funny things. And so years ago, years ago, I was at a retreat. I was still in seminary. I was helping out with this retreat for one of my buddies who's actually still in ministry. 
at this time he was involved in youth ministry. Now he's more involved in adult ministry. And we were having a, <laughs> we we're having adoration and praise and worship. I'm sorry for laughing. Isn't it worse, the worst when somebody's trying to tell the joke and they're laughing at the joke before they can even tell the joke? My bad. So basically, I'm going to try not to laugh until I get the story out. <laughs> and I'm already messing up. So we were doing this retreat and we're having Eucharistic adoration for these high school students. And the guy who was leading uh, praise during our time of adoration, uh, he he really, I, I guess, I'm not trying to judge him, but he really was not an intentional disciple of Jesus. And and so as he was singing these songs, which, by the way, I mean, in his defense, some of these songs are so corny and some of these, you know, Christian songs are just so bad that they, that they lend themselves to people not being able to actually encounter God in worship. Uh, but he was leading everyone in the song, and as he was, like, singing the song of praise before the Blessed Sacrament, he was, like, performing and, like, looking at all the girls, <laughs> looking at all the girls uh, who were on their knees praying before the Blessed Sacrament. He was, like, winking at them and stuff. And it was, and so me and other seminarian that was, that was there, we, we were busting out laughing because we were aware of what was going on. And so the song was, I'll give you the song, then I'll give you the way that we changed the lyrics to, to match what he was actually doing. And so the song was Sweep Me Away. It's an old Christian song. It goes, Sweep me away. Sweep me away. Sweep me away. And so, I'm, so anyways, that's what he's singing. But what we were imagining he was saying was, Hey, girls, I'm Jake. Hey, girls, I'm Jake. Hey, girls, I'm Jake. Hey, girls, I'm Jake. And he was winking at them. And so we were... We were cutting up, and when we told the youth minister what, what we saw, he busted out laughing, and, and everybody pretty much agreed that it was a performance that went really bad. But, I mean, if you think about it, like some praise and worship songs, really, like they could be pop songs, the way that they're written, like on Billboard Top 100, right? They sound like they're supposed to be sung by a boy band or something like that. And then some boy band songs straight up sound like they're supposed to be a Christian song. For instance, the Backstreet Boys, that old school song they had whenever I was, I think, like in elementary school, you are my fire, the one desire. Could you imagine that being sung during adoration? Look, I bet somebody done did it before, and I'm not saying that's a good thing, but that's how some songs, that's how some songs sound. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So anyways, I first of all, glory story is that I laughed a lot today, and I think it's just good to laugh every now and then. Part two of the glory story is I'm super excited to announce I have a book coming out. It's dropping through Ascension. Ascension is releasing it on September the 13th. And my book is called Broken and Blessed, An Invitation to My Generation. And essentially, it's just a book I wrote for people who are Catholic and they're struggling with remaining Catholic or they've uh, already left the Catholic Church. And they're on the, you know, they might come back, maybe not. And so it's just a book about encountering Jesus in the church in a new way. I think the way that Jesus was proposed to me growing up, it wasn't the real Jesus, and the way that the church was proposed to me wasn't the authentic church. And so I'm just trying to repropose, represent, not propose, represent Jesus to to his people uh, in a way that is authentic, right? He sees us, and he knows us, and he loves us through and through. He knows how messy our lives are, how broken we are, how sinful we've we've been in our walk toward eternity, and he never gives up on us. He always, always comes after us and invites us to a personal living vital relationship with him. He invites us to be his disciples. And then even after we're his disciples, we're still going to mess up at times. And he continues to invite us to holiness over and over again. And basically, if we can, through the book, receive God's love, uh, his, his grace, 
then the goal is to then share that love with each other, with other members of the body of Christ, with the church, who, quite frankly, can be really messy at times, and it can be very difficult to love other members of the body of Christ. But if we receive the gift, then we have an obligation to share the gift. And so hopefully that book is helpful to you and to your friends and your family. Uh, it, uh, it has questions at the end of each chapter, so you can use it for your personal prayer time, for small group studies, and uh, yeah, and this upcoming Thursday, depending on when you listen to the podcast, on Thursday, September the Thursday, September. Let me look at my calendar. The sixth at seven o'clock p.m. Seven o'clock on the dot. I'll be on Facebook doing a live stream with Ascension. Gonna talk about my book, Poking and Blast, which is coming up soon. So yeah, so uh, Thursday. September the 6th, 7 o'clock p.m., I would do, I'll be doing a Facebook Live, promoting the book, talking about the book, and answering your questions. And so you can uh, join me for that. And Ask Father Josh podcast is always pre-recorded, but that's going to be live. And so if you have been listening to the podcast uh, thus far in your walk toward eternity, I want to invite you to, to join me on Facebook so we can have some live conversation about the book. And I'm already getting positive feedback. You know, Ascension has released an excerpt from the book. You can check that out on Facebook. And uh, a Protestant theologian just actually hit me up. He emailed me and said he he read that particular excerpt on prayer, and it was uh, it was a gift to him. And so he's actually going to buy the book. So praise God! You know, everything I do, I, I hope and pray that it bears supernatural fruit and that it helps to draw people to a deeper relationship with our Lord. So I'm super grateful that God's already doing His thing with it. It's all His grace. If there's any good that comes from it, it's because of Him. If there's anything bad in the book, it's because it came from me. So anyways, that's a glory story. I'm super stoked that God is uh, potentially going to draw a lot more people to to a deeper relationship with Him and His, his church. Alright, before we get jumping into today's questions, I have quite a, quite a few feedbacks from some of our listeners. The first feedback comes from a woman by the name of your sister in Christ. She wrote this. I listened to your show for the very first time today, and I wanted to support the lonely sister in Christ. I was that girl who lived with a boyfriend and went on trips, etc. Please know that there is a price when you hand over the dignity and respect of your body and soul. It may feel good today, but the soul is being damaged in a way that is really hard to detect, even by the person involved. They are putting out the probably unspoken message to themselves and their partner that they are not worth waiting for, and they would just give themselves away without a promise. There was actually a song by an R&B song when I was growing up by a singer named Genuine, and uh, and he talks about like hooking up. But I mean, clearly, like he was not a Christian singer. But the song he says, "If you cheated on him, you do it to me." And basically, he was saying like, "If you're gonna like." right? Mess with somebody outside of marriage now, like, why would you not do it with me whenever we're married? Like, you might, you might break the marriage covenant then too. Anyways, that's a whole different story. So they are putting out the problem spoken message to themselves and their partner that they are not worth waiting for and that they will give themselves away without a promise. You are worth it. You are worth it, lonely sister in Christ. We are also beautiful, powerful, and amazing. We need to respect every inch of ourselves and wait for someone else who would do the same. Trust God. He created you for a purpose and will guide you to the right person at the right time, especially if that person is, is Jesus. He might be calling you to be a nun. You never know. I know how hard it is. This world has given us the complete opposite message. We are being told everywhere we turn that we can just give ourselves away. I give myself away. <laughs> I'm, I'm hype right now. And it is no big deal. We're being made to feel like a loser 
if we're not part of a couple, maybe even being given a message of fear that we will always be alone. I can tell you what is worse. Compromising yourself is worse. Disrespecting yourself is worse. Checking your dignity at the door is worse. Real love. Real love. Uh, yeah. I'm talking about that real love. Real love, true love can wait. You want the real thing. Hang in there, my friend. Stay strong. You are following the right path. Stay on it. Stay true to your heart and stay true to God. You are more precious than you even know. Your sister in Christ. Amen. I, I respect those words. Those words are so true. So to my lonely sister in Christ out there, you are so precious in the eyes of our father. You are his beloved daughter. And I bless you, my daughter. All right. Next feedback question. Feedback comes from Sean. Sean says this. Hey, Father Josh, my name is Sean. I live up in Alaska, and I just found my way to your podcast through Ascension's Facebook page. I'm a convert of only five or six years, and I have a limited exposure to a large number of priests. But I'm pretty sure that there are not a lot of priests out there singing from the White Chicks soundtrack. I'm sure. <laughs> As I heard you do in your last podcast. I mean, look, it's a good movie. I'm sorry. Father, it was everything I could do not to bust up on the treadmill in the gym. I love the pastors in my parish, and now I'll have your perspective to add to their guidance. I appreciate the song in your heart, Father. God bless you. Thank you, Sean, for the blessing. God bless you. And our final feedback comes from a recommitted mama. So this is what recommitted mama says. I couldn't believe it when I heard your podcast in response to my question. I do not know how to thank you for your help, mercy, and guidance. Guidance. I am so grateful. Grateful, grateful, great. It's a good gospel song. Check it out by Hezekiah somebody, that I found in your podcast on Ascension Press. I have absolutely no clue about any of the songs you sing now and then. Thank you for your honesty, Recommitted Mama. Long live the Beatles. I mean, I think I might know one Beatles song. Uh, let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. Yeah, the, the problem with that is, is like I was saying earlier about praise and worship music that can sound like Christian songs. I'm pretty sure a lot of Catholic churches sang Let It Be in their liturgies back in the day. Back in the day when it was kind of crazy, crazy, crazy up in the church. Well, it's crazy now, too. So what am I talking about? But I get a kick out of the joy that music obviously brings you. I pray for you every day. God bless you, Father. Thank you also for your prayers for my son. Please keep making your podcast. Well, Recommitted Mama, I am super grateful for your prayers. Please keep praying for me every day. And specifically, if you could throw a rosary in there for me, that would be super, super helpful for me and my walk with the Lord. And, and every now and then have your priest offer mass for me because I want to be a saint. But the devil hates me and he wants me to go to hell. And I don't want to go to hell. So hook me up with your prayers. All right, on to today's topics. The first topic for today's show is about lustful thoughts. This comes from Charles. Charles writes this. Over the past couple of months, I've been struggling with lustful thoughts and lots of sexual temptations, but had endured in order to strive for holiness. More temptations have come my way, and I am almost fallen. How can I rekindle my fire for the Lord and endure the temptations? Charles, that's a great question. You know what? Um, first thing about temptations from Satan, like there's three ways of temptation. There's temptation by suggestion, there's temptation by delight, and then there's temptation to consent. Um, and so the, the reality is, is the devil will always be able to suggest lustful thoughts to us. But we don't have to delight in those suggestions or consent. So what can we do to grow in holiness and imitation of Christ so that we can not delight in or consent to the suggestions that Satan speaks to us, that he invites us to give into um, in our walk with the Lord? Well, the first thing is, is this. I always like to, to promote this. 
avoid the near occasion of sin. Avoid the near occasion of even that which might be a temptation for you, right? Um, that's different for all of us. But whenever we go to confession, we, we pray the act of contrition. Oh, my God, I'm hardly sorry for having offended you. I detest all my sins because of your just punishment. But most of all, because I've offended you, my God, who are all good and deserving of all my love, I firmly resolve with the help of your grace to do my penance, to avoid the near occasion of sin and sin no more. Amen. One of the lines that I think we oftentimes neglect to really pay attention to in that prayer is when we say, I will avoid the near occasion of sin. We feel really bad about the sin we committed. We want to repent. We want to turn away from it. But how many times do we really take serious the invitation from the Lord for us to avoid the near occasion of sin? The Latin actually says to flee, to flee from the near occasion of sin. Right? That's what I'm going to do because like the Desert Fathers, they ran away. They entered the desert because they were like, yo, like we don't know. We, we want to go and like run to Jesus and immerse ourselves in deeper prayer. We, we're not trying to fight the devil ourselves. We know that we're weak. In Exodus 14, 14, God says, I'll fight for you. So we want God to fight for us. So we're going to run to God and let him fight for us. We're going to run away from the near occasion of sin, and we're going to run to God and let God do the fighting. So uh, I want to encourage you to, to discern like what time of day, like what's your near occasion of sin? Is it is it the time of day like that, that you begin to struggle with the lustful thoughts? Um, is it uh, social media? that is good, but for whatever reason for you, it's not good. Like maybe social media might um, start your mind rolling, thinking about certain things. Is it uh, a movie or is it music? Is it getting on social media at a certain time of day? Like try to figure out what precedes your fall. And then you need to avoid that. Avoid that thing that always typically precedes you giving into a fall. Is it you keeping your door closed? Um, like always, like just keep those things in check. Avoid any of those things that might be near occasions. It might be your cell phone, right? The Bible says if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. So if your cell phone is causing you to sin, um, then get a flip phone. Uh, or if you want to keep your cell phone that might be a smartphone, then get the Freedom app. The Freedom app can block the internet at certain times of the day whenever you are more prone to giving in to uh, lustful, lustful sins. Uh, get Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is a phenomenal app. Get the Victory app through Life Team. There's so many apps out there that can help us to avoid the near occasion of sin. What else do we do? Well, we also fast. We fast from things that give us pleasure because lust is a pleasurable vice. Uh, so fast from the pleasure of taking a hot shower. Right? We enjoy taking showers. They're hot. They make us feel good. So take a cold shower. Take a cold shower instead of a hot shower. Fast from uh, food that gives you pleasure. So order food that is healthy for you but doesn't taste good. Uh, fast from salt and pepper or fast from your favorite dre- uh, dressing on your salad. Put a dressing on that that you don't like. That way nobody knows that you're denying yourself pleasure, but you and God know. And then whenever you deny yourself pleasure, you're going to feel it. And when you feel it, you turn more to God in prayer. Uh, fast from the AC in the car or if it's hot in, hot in the car, you know, your air conditioner or whatever. If it's cold, the heater. If it's hot. Yeah, the cold. Mm-hmm, that. Yeah. And uh, fast from music. Fast from music because music might give you pleasure. And so use that time that you're fasting and you're going to be aware of what you're missing because we're, we, we like our senses to be pleasured. And if you could deny yourself those pleasure in those good ways, then you're more prone to deny yourself pleasure in bad ways. Now, again, back to what you do during that time of fasting, you pray. What do you pray? I always recommend the rosary. That's what our lady, every time our lady has appeared in apparition, she always says, Pray the rosary, pray the rosary, pray the rosary. So because the rosary is that prayer that we 
meditate on the life of her son, Jesus, as he's revealed his life to us in the Gospels. And so the more we're thinking about Jesus, the less we're going to be thinking about other things. If we can pray with our imagination, the devil cannot play with our imagination. So pray with your imagination. Allow Jesus to, to possess your, your mind. And from Jesus dwelling in your mind, making your mind like a cathedral for the Lord, what comes from your mind is going to be holy words and holy actions. And so pray the rosary in the morning, at night, during the day. And, uh, and I think that would be very helpful uh, to you. And, and recognize that uh, this, this might be a thorn in your side for a long time, but if you continue to immerse yourself in the sacraments and prayer and fasting and, and avoiding the near occasion of sin and also getting accountability, I think you, I think you will find that over time you're going to grow little by little. Incremental growth, but growth nonetheless. So what do y'all think? Do y'all have any additional advice for Charles? Hit me up at AskFatherJosh at AscensionPress.com. Our next question comes from Nini. Nini, is that Nini from The Real Housewives? I don't know. Nini. Nini, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never, ever leave. Stand beside, hey, because I, hey, and I need you. And I pray for you, Nini. Hey, yeah, I'm praying every day for you. Hey, yeah, I'm praying every day for you. So, yeah, what's up, Nini? Nini writes this about scripture. I've been wanting to get started. Actually, that's like what Jesus asked Peter. Jesus saw Peter um, after the resurrection, and he was like, Peter, do you love me? Because he asked Peter three times. Are you riding? So you never, ever leave. Stand beside me. Hey. <laughs> Anyways, shout out to Jesus and the Gospels. All right, so Nini, <laughs> I'm so sorry. What's wrong with me sometimes, I wonder. Nini writes this. I've been wanting to get started in reading sacred scripture, the Bible, but I don't know how to. What book do you recommend to start with? And what strategy would you recommend I take in reading and experiencing Jesus in the scriptures? That is a great question, Nini. Yeah, I remember one time one of my buddies uh, years ago, many years ago, one of my buddies in high school, we were in high school together. Uh, it's actually sad. He was attempting to commit suicide and it was this really sad thing. And I went to pray for him. Uh, he survived, by the way, and he's doing really well now. But I remember running to the Bible because I, I had a Bible at home, but I never had never opened the Bible in my life. And I ran to the Bible and I opened it up and I began to read the index. Genesis, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Leviticus. <laughs> I was like, what, what am I doing? Is that making sense? So, uh, yeah, so how do we pray with this gift that the, that the Lord has given us? Well, first, I want to give a shout out to the Great Adventure Bible. Uh, it can be purchased now through Ascension. It's, it's this great gift to the church that, that Jeff Cavins has given us. If you've ever done the Bible timeline, this Bible is that and so much more all in one Bible. It'll be super helpful for you just to get an overall view of salvation history as you go deeper into what I'm going to recommend you start with is the Gospels. Start with the Gospels because the Gospels are explicitly the life of Jesus Christ. Start with the person Jesus. And you can start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Let's just go with Matthew as the first Gospel. And I would just say start from the beginning and pick a passage a day and set aside time, like maybe 15 minutes a day. And if you're going to pray in the morning, which I always like to recommend, even if you're not a morning person, pray in the morning, light a candle or, or whatever. If you don't like candles because they might be unhealthy for some people, then, you know, press that little smoke machine that has a healthy smoke that comes out. Get your coffee, get your Bible, get in a comfortable position or posture and and then read that passage. Read it very slowly and apply the steps of Lexia Divina to, to that to that passage. And the le- steps of Lexia Divina are this. You read it. What does it say? 
you meditate on it. What is it saying to me? You pray, you have a conversation with Jesus about what it's saying to you, and you contemplate. You sit there in silence looking at the Lord in prayer as he looks at you as well. Some people add a fifth step action, which is where you come up with a concrete action based on your time reading, uh, meditating, praying, and contemplating. But I would definitely suggest you start with the Gospels, and then after that with St. Paul's letters, and then go backwards. You start with the Gospels, and then that way when you read the Old Testament, uh, you're going to be able to see all the different typologies, all the different things that point to Jesus. But uh, if you start with the Old Testament, then it might be difficult to see, like, to understand well, why does this have to happen this way? But from the lens of Christ, it all makes sense. So definitely start with Christ and definitely purchase the Great Adventure Bible. It's out now and it's it's pretty amazing. So what do y'all think? Do you have any additional advice for Nini? Uh, write me at askfatherjosh at ascensionpress.com and let me know. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into our final two questions. Wouldn't it be nice to have a Bible that actually explains how to navigate it and make sense of it? A Bible that includes a detailed plan for how to read it with a page layout that's designed for study and personal devotion? Now for the first time ever, there is a Catholic Bible that does just that. A Bible that incorporates the same color-coded learning system that has proven so effective in the Great Adventure Studies. I have had the privilege of working with some of the most talented biblical scholars of our day, Mary Healy, Andrew Swafford, and Peter Williamson, to create the Great Adventure Catholic Bible. This Bible makes the complex simple as it guides you through the narrative woven throughout salvation history. The translation is the Revised Standard Version, Second Catholic Edition, an elegant, accurate, and modern Catholic translation. The Great Adventure Catholic Bible is perfect for your personal devotion and Bible study, or as a gift for friends and family. If you want to understand sacred scripture and be transformed by the Word of God, then this is the Bible for you. Pick up your copy at ascensionpress.com. And we're back. Just a quick reminder, you can send me your questions at askfatherjosh at ascensionpress.com. If you're feeling fancy, record a voice note, and we're going to play that on a show in the future. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes to help other people find out about the gift of the show. All right, our next question is about lying. This question comes from Elizabeth. Liz, or Elizabeth, or Beth. Do, do people call women who are named Elizabeth Beth? Is Beth short for Elizabeth? I know Liz is. What about, oh, Eliza. Eliza. Uh, Eliza was in the, the Broadway. I, I got to see it. I was, I'm so grateful. I got to see the Hamilton, which was absolutely amazing. And uh, Eliza was, is that Eliza? Yeah, Eliza was married to him. Or was that the sister? Let me see. Satisfied. Nope. Nope. Okay, whatever. You know, on a future show, we're going to do, we're going to talk about Hamilton because it was epic. Eliza. Yeah, no, Eliza. Eliza. Yeah. Mm, yep. That's his wife, Eliza. All right. So Eliza writes this. I'm sorry. Elizabeth writes this. First of all, I love your podcast. Well, praise, praise Jesus Christ, Elizabeth. And there's a million questions I like to see answered on, on the show. But for now, I'll stick to one. Praise God. Uh, is it ever okay to lie? The classic example would be if during World War II, you were hiding a Jew and the Secret Service knocks on your door. In the event that an evasive answer wasn't possible, 
and a yes or no was required, would it be okay to say no? Okay, so, all right, great question. This actually, I've talked to a number of theologians about this question because I didn't want to answer because this podcast is going to be safe forever, and I didn't want someone to be like down the line if, uh, you know, I'm dead dead and gone, they're like, oh, Father Josh is a heretic. <laughs> so I, I definitely went to Thomas Aquinas, and um, I went to theologians in my diocese. I went to theologians at... Franciscan missionary of Our Lady University. I went to theologians at Notre Dame Seminary. And uh, and basically, no, it is never, it is never, ever, ever, it's never okay to lie. If it is indeed lying, which is to willfully deceive another and to withhold from them the truth that they have a right to. So Thomas Aquinas would always say it's never okay to lie. Now let's, let's go deeper into this though. All right, what is lying? If it is strictly speaking, willfully deceiving another and withholding from them the truth that they have a right to. So the question of the Jews hiding in the basement from the Nazis and secret service comes down to this. When we're in a situation where relationships have been broken down to a point where there are no longer, there's no longer a just set of rules in the relationship, then like for instance, if their intent of the other person is to kill or to harm or to do unjust things, then the people who are perpetrators of that have lost their right to the information, right? In other words, this, they forfeited, they forfeited their right to quote, unquote, the truth, right? And so in that case, it's not lying, right? It's simply not giving them what they do not have a right to because of their murderous intent. Uh, okay, so let's go deeper in this. The Jesuits have this thing called mental reservation. Mental reservation is this, where you give an answer, but you have an angle on that answer that you're not necessarily making clear. Okay, so the Secret Service comes to your crib, Elizabeth, and they say, are you hiding a Jew in uh, your basement? And so, uh, no, first let's start with this. Are you hiding a Jew here, yes or no? You can say no, all right, no, right, using mental reservation. Why? Well, because in your mind, when they say, are you hiding a Jew here? You are standing like right here and they're over there. And you're like, no, I no. As a matter of fact, I am not hiding any Jews right here. All right. Using mental reservation because they don't deserve to know. They don't have a right to the information because of their murderous intent. Are you hiding a Jew in your basement? No, because ultimately it's not my basement. No, this basement does not belong to me. Sorry about it. Right. So using mental reservation could be a gift in, in that kind of circumstance. Now, again, theologians disagree on this. There are certain theologians that would disagree with me on this, but I think that I'm safe to say that I feel good about standing behind this answer, that no, it's never okay to lie, but people who have murderous intents don't have a right to the truth. Um, and so in those cases, one can use mental reservation, where you're not necessarily allowing them to know everything that you're really thinking when you're speaking. Uh, so hopefully that was helpful. Final question for today's show comes from Tim. Tim, eh? Tim, eh? Tim writes this. What do we do when Jehovah's Witnesses come to our door? That is a good question, Tim. Uh, hopefully you invite them in. Yeah, I would say invite them in. I've had so many great experiences with Jehovah's Witnesses where they come knocking at the door and I answer and I'm in my clerics and they're like, oh, whoa. And... I immediately engaged them in conversation and asked them like about their relationship with Jesus and what, what brought them to do this, this work. 
and then they begin to ask me questions, and I get to tell them about how I fell in love with Jesus, and I ask them if we can pray together, and it totally changes the conversation and hopefully is a seed that is planted. Um, I, I definitely would encourage you, if they come to your door, um, invite them either in your home or invite them to a deep conversation about your relationship with the Lord and your love of the Word of God. And, uh, and I, you know, I always, I'm not going to lie, I always pull out John chapter 6, and I ask them, yeah, so what do you think about John chapter 6? And I read them the Bread of Life discourse, and uh, it's pretty fun, those conversations. So, yeah, I definitely invite them to a relationship with you because you might be the bridge that God wants to use to, to bring them to the fullness of the gift that he has to offer us, which is the sacraments um, in this life and in eternity and salvation. We've been given a gift, and I think sometimes we as Catholics, we... Uh, we're selfish with that gift, right? Like if a girl gets proposed to, she gets the wedding ring, what she do? She goes on social media and she posts a picture of the engagement ring. Like she shows it off. When Beyonce got engaged to Jay-Z, she came out with that single ladies video. All the single ladies, all the single ladies. And what did she do? She flashed her, her engagement ring, which is now her wedding ring. So yeah, you show off the gift. We have a great gift. We have the sacraments. We have the Eucharist. We have the word of God, the fullness of it. Like let's share that gift we should be inspired by Jehovah's Witnesses, and we need to imitate them, and be, we need to go door to door and knock on everybody's door and say, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about the bread of life, the Eucharist. Let me tell you about the gift of the sacrament of reconciliation. Let me tell you about my Lord and my love for him and discipleship, about my small group Bible study. Yeah, we need to be imitating them. So, yeah, invite them in and, uh, and then imitate them and ask them practical tools like, how many houses do y'all go to in a day? Like, get their wisdom before you go out and do it. Pull their wisdom. So, like, is it really hot in this time of the day? Like, <laughs> what kind of bike do you use, right? And are they, they might walk. They might use a bike. Anyways, yeah. So, hopefully that was helpful. And, uh, yeah, so now you know what to do. All right, y'all. That brings us to the end of today's show. Regardless of what your circumstances are, here are some things I think everyone can take away from today's show. Again, starting off with the last when it comes to how do we uh, address Jehovah's Witnesses when they come to our door, invite them in, right? Treat them like Christ would have treated uh, tax collectors. He, he had them over for a meal. Invite them over for coffee and donuts and, uh, and chill with them, just chill with them and, uh, and enter into an intentional relationship with them. When it comes to lying, is lying ever okay? No, lying is never okay. Let's qualify, though, what does it mean? Uh, lying is, again, deceiving another and withholding from them the truth that they have a right to. But again, if someone has a murderous intent, they don't have a right to that truth. So um, in that case, it would not be, according to some theologians, a lie per se. When it comes to going deeper with the sacred scriptures, I always apply Lexio Divina and get helpful scriptures that can uh, facilitate you going deeper with the Lord, specifically the Great Adventure Bible, which is now out. Super cool. Check that out. And when it comes to struggling with temptations, specifically ones of lust, always keep in mind that we need to be disciplined in our avoiding the near occasion of sin and reaching out to accountability partners, praying and fasting consistently. We cannot relegate fasting to Lent. We should be fasting every, every week from something uh, during our walk with the Lord. All right. So that's pretty much my universal points for today. Let's go ahead and pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen, Lord. Uh, give, us, give us your grace. We are open. We are open to all the graces that you have for us. 
individually and communally, we are open to the grace that you have for our church, that you desire to just draw all of us to this deep, deep, deep relationship with you. Lord, we ask that as we grow in our relationship with you little by little over time, that you just completely begin to possess our minds and our, our hearts, that you take complete control over our lives. We give you permission, Lord, to just do with us whatever you want to do. Give us the grace to be submissive. Give us the grace to surrender our will to your will, to that which is best for us. We really don't know, Lord. We really don't know, but you do, and we trust in you. We trust in you, that you will supply us that which we need to become saints, even if it doesn't feel good, even if it's painful, even if it hurts. Lord, you you only want that which is good. So, so we love you, Lord. So we love you. <laughs> Amen. All right, y'all. That brings us to the end of today's show. Don't forget to hit me up with your future questions, comments, and critiques at AskFatherJosh at AscensionPress.com. And uh, I'll see you next week.